Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Anne-Marie McEwen here. Today is Sunday, the 9th of December, 2018. It is 8 p.m. New York time, 5 p.m. Los Angeles time. That's uh, 1 p.m. London time, and I believe that makes it 12 noon in Sydney, Australia. So happy lunchtime to people down under if you're in the same time zone as Sydney, Australia. And we are doing our weekend dose of happy here. Uh, another Q&A. We've been doing a lot of... Uh, Law of Attraction question and answer sessions in order to uh, give members of the Facebook Law of Attraction Change My Life group um, the opportunity to interact with us live in these podcasts and uh, raise questions of interest to them, stuff that they're going through, things they're trying to manifest, and so on and so forth. And we keep doing them because, quite honestly, Anne-Marie, we're getting good response when we do it. So, you know, you get a good thing going, you figure, hey, you might as well just keep going with it. I don't Absolutely. Know, you know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi everybody. Hello. You know, well, you, you know, Australia's down under. I wonder if. Oops, we got a little screen freeze there. Hopefully, you'll be back in just a moment. All right. Well, that makes things interesting here. But uh, while we're waiting for Henry to come back, I'll I'll just get a couple of the promos out of the way. Um, first and foremost, um, we, uh, in addition to doing this as a live stream, these are of course podcasts that we're recording. And we urge everybody, uh, both uh, current uh, listeners to share and also new listeners to become subscribers to the podcast. And in the process of becoming subscribers, um, you basically not only increase our numbers, which we love a whole lot, but you also increase uh, our ability to reach more people, which is uh, what the power of numbers is really all about. That combined with the law of attraction, of course. Um, so, you know, please become a subscriber if you're not yet a subscriber. The instructions on how to do that. Um, if you're listening to the live stream, I've pasted them into the description of the post where we got this going. And uh, in addition to that, there are um, links on the homepage of the website that we uh, have, LOAToday.net. So if you can't find the links in the description or perhaps you're not listening to the live uh, broadcast, maybe you're listening to a recording of it. Um, once again, if you can't find the links in the description, just go to the homepage of the website at LOAToday.net, and it'll uh, give you two great big links, one for Apple devices, one for Android devices, and you just click through until you uh, take all the steps that they want you to take, and just like that, you'll be a subscriber. And then once you're a subscriber, make sure that you share the fact that you're a subscriber with other people, and uh, especially do it on social media, because with the power of social media and, of course, with the power of the law of attraction, it means that more and more people find out about us and get their daily dose of happy, and that's the kind of thing we love. So, you know, please do continue to uh, subscribe and to share, and I think I see Anne-Marie there. I got her mic unmuted, so there you are. Hello, you're back again. <laughs> that's okay. I don't know what happened. Don't worry about it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So were you able to still get connection? Oh, yeah, we were doing just fine. I did a couple of promos, told people about subscribing and sharing, so we're in good shape. No big deal. No problem. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. Welcome to the wonderful world of technology. <laughs> I know, right? You've got to love it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship. But uh, I don't know what that was about. Yes. Yeah. So could you hear me, see me, nothing? Very briefly, and then your your image froze up, and then you just kind of disappeared. So I said, well, okay, this is a good time to do promos. Then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. On my screen, you just froze, and I couldn't hear anything, so... Anyway, that's it's right. such life. No problem. So once again, this is going to be a, a, an open question and answer time. So anyone listening to the live stream, either on the Law of Attraction Change My Life group, well, that's primarily where most people have been asking questions. Or if you're listening on Spreaker, some people listen on Spreaker. And if you're listening on Spreaker, feel free to send uh, a question through that way. But you know, most of the people who might be interested in asking for a little help with the Law of Attraction tend to do it in the Facebook group because that's where they come from like 99.99999% of the time. So you kind of assume a pattern's going to continue, right? <laughs> but um, Probably. while we're waiting for questions to come in, I'll, I'll share a couple pieces of news. Um, first piece of news, and I haven't really um, told listeners a whole lot about what's been going on with my wife other than to say that she's had a medical issue. Um what I can tell you is that we have taken a turn for the better. Um, all of our efforts to uh, reach for that better feeling thought are paying off, and she's on the right track now. Things are improving. It's, it's a slow improve. I mean, we've been into this thing now for a couple months now. This is probably going to go on for a few more months, but the improve is happening. So for all of you who've been putting out positive wishes and energy and so forth, thank you so much. Your, your energy and your love are very much appreciated. 
So that's the the first good piece of news. And then the second good piece of news is uh, we actually had an email from a listener, which I don't have up now. I have to go get that email um, while we're talking. But somebody who uh, was really loving what she was hearing and, and shared some interesting insights. So I wanted to make sure that we got that in there, too. But how are you doing, nice. Amory? I mean, you, you were telling me before the podcast you've had a pretty busy day, but how's things going in general for you? Things are great. Things are a, a lot of fun. My life has turned a little bit because now I'm babysitting for my five-year-old granddaughter. Oh, right. Uh, pretty much seven days a week. Uh, I didn't have her today because I was at church most of the day with my Christmas concert, so I really couldn't babysit for her today. So, But uh, generally seven days a week, and it's a lot of fun. It's extremely exhausting, but... Uh, I feel like an old, I feel like an old mom <laughs> again because, you know, if you're a grandma and you see your grandchild once a month or, you know, even once a week, it's a little bit different. But if you have her every day and she's coming, you're getting her off the bus and you have to do homework, you have to really set rules and guidelines and be more strict. And so I just feel like a mom all over again. So it's kind of exciting and it's kind of, uh, daunting and it's challenging. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and I'm really enjoying this time. And, uh, of course, all of that time that I'm putting into my granddaughter now means I'm a little bit more behind on my work and other things. So, <laughs> uh, I'm busy. I'm busy, yeah. but it's good. It's good. Well, it's all good. Okay. Well, sounds like overall it's very positive, so that's a good thing. It's very positive, and I'm still uh, – you know, manifesting things. I want to tell you at some point in time about a good manifestation that happened, you know, a good win, as you say. Uh, so things are, things are just good. I can't complain about anything. I'm very blessed. I feel very fortunate. And, uh, uh, you know, thank goodness I'm healthy and well. So, yay. All right. Very good. Well, let me uh, share uh, some of the things that uh, this one uh, listener wrote to us. She wrote to us, uh, let's see, when was this? Uh, two days ago, she sent this email to me, and uh, I, I, it has some interesting stuff in it. Um, it's, it's something that I had to go look at. I didn't even know anything about what she was uh, talking about, but I thought I'd bring it up just to see what we have to, to comment about, if we have anything to comment about it. Um, mm-hmm. she, her name is Beth, and she wrote to say, first, I'm sorry that you and Louise are experiencing a health concern. Thank you, Beth, and as we updated, things are improving. She says, because in a loving couple, both are affected, and I admire the steps you're taking to get yourself to a better place. Thank you. One of the biggest challenges in living the law of attraction is not allowing our satisfaction with where we are become circumstance-dependent, and this is where I find pivoting to be so helpful. Yeah, you and me both. I agree with you entirely. In fact, uh, I was doing quite a bit of that, um, both privately myself and with Louise and other you know, good friends and so forth. But I agree with you completely. Pivoting makes a huge difference when you're in the middle of um, difficult circumstances. So, yeah, totally. Um, she says, I work with a very challenging boss ooh, who triggers me, but I'm learning to pivot more quickly after being drawn into a negative orbit. Good for you. Way, way to go. That's a good thing. She says, now I look at these challenging times with her as opportunities to practice pivoting. That's a great way to look at it. Now, she says, my reason for writing is to share with you what Kevin Hart, the comedian, wrote on Instagram about his being given, then the next day losing his chance to host the Oscars due to past comments and posts he made about the LGBTQ community. And I have to admit, Anne-Marie, I I wasn't even aware of the controversy. I had to go look it up in order to find out about it. She says, I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan, although uh, she knows who he is, doesn't follow his work. But I read his Instagram post, which she copied below, about this issue on the Huffington Post, and she was struck by how aligned he is with the principles of the law of attraction. She thinks he must be an Abraham fan. She says he's getting flack now for not apologizing or acknowledging his previous derisive comments. Perhaps he believes that would only perpetuate past negativity, that he would only focus more attention on the comments he made that he now regrets. No response required, but if you have any thoughts, I'd love to hear them. So I looked into it so I could find out what it was about. Do you, were you aware of the controversy at all, Anne-Marie? I, I hadn't heard about it, but maybe you had. Nope. I hadn't heard about it. Okay. And I don't even know, I still don't even know what the comments were. I'll, I'll assume that they were pretty bad. But I, I, to be honest, I didn't want to add to my own negativity. I had plenty of stuff I was dealing with. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, 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 I don't know that I have any really um, definite opinions about whether or not 
this Kevin Hart um, is a follower of Abraham. Certainly, some of what he wrote at least demonstrates a represent, uh, or um, I'm sorry, a um, an appreciation of focusing on positives. And maybe that's what Beth is seeing in this. That, that's quite possible. Um, but uh, I mean, one one comment that he made was, "Please take your negative energy and put it into something constructive." And you know that that takes a lot of guts to say something like that when you're the one who's at the center of the of, of the the hurricane, so to speak. Um, but it, it you know it, it, it's a good point. You do want to be focusing on what's positive. Um, I mean, I I don't know whether or not he's a follower of Abraham. He could be. It's quite possible. I I think the main takeaway from any of these things. So there are these these issues pop up all over the place. You know, people being accused of this, that, or the other thing, and and lots of. Uh, you know, push back and blow back and, and so forth. And I, I think that the the one great takeaway is we can't do anything about what we did in the past necessarily. We can try to make up, we can apologize and so forth. But ultimately we can't really change the past in terms of what we have what we had done. We can revise the past, as Neville Goddard suggests. We can do that for the purpose of getting ourselves into a better feeling place and and for um basically refocusing on the things that we want instead of keeping focus on, on stuff that doesn't serve us and doesn't serve anybody else for that matter. Um, but ultimately the, 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 the big takeaway I think is we can, we don't have to live in the past. We can change where we are in the present for the better. And I, I'm going to be optimistic and say, that's what he was trying to do. Now, do I know what he was trying to do? Absolutely not. I, like I said, I don't follow him at all. I really don't follow the controversy very much except for what I read quickly. And I don't even watch the Oscars anymore, to be honest, ever since, uh, Billy Crystal stopped doing the introductions. I lost interest <laughs> because he was so funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are certainly lots of opportunities in life to deal with, you know, real-world stuff and all of the emotional fallout that comes from it. And, and those opportunities, every single one of them, are an opportunity to decide how am I going to respond, whoever I am. Um, am I going to get angry about it? Am I going to get excited about it? Am I going to um, be loving about it? Am I, going to, am I going to hate about it? What is it that I'm going to respond with? And that's what we all have to do every single day. We all have those choices continuously. So I don't know exactly how the, the Kevin Hart controversy will iron out, or even if, if it had, maybe there, there's been an iron out of it. I don't even know. But um, I, I think the main thing is just take away from it that no matter what, stuff in the past you may have that you may not be happy about, you get to change your future by changing your present. And that's really it. That's the takeaway. You know, live in the present, change your present for the better, because that's all we really ever have is the now. That's my take on it, you know? Yeah. Well, I agree that you have to live in the now and you have to go forward. Uh, So I just did a little bit of quick research, and apparently in the past he has tweeted, like even as, as far back as 2010, 2011, in his comedy routines, he has done some anti-gay oh, jokes. Oh, I see. Tweeted some anti-gay comments or something yeah. like that. And, um, you know, the way I feel about it is sometimes comedians make fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's I feel like when a comedian is saying that, as part of their routine... I kind of just let it go because it's like, you know, we make fun of everybody. And I think sometimes people are too sensitive because there is a lot of really bad meaning, you know, like um, hurtful and intentionally hurtful things that happen to different segments of population, whether they be gay or whatever they are. You know, there's just all these different segments of population. And for some reason, we've segmented they're just segmented and we segment them and we and if you're if you're hurtful about it well then then so that needs to be addressed but i think when comedians are i don't know and i i, I don't i didn't hear the comments but sometimes i just say uh, sometimes we make too much of things you know and so i try not to take life too seriously mm. but um but in any case certainly once you've recognized or or it's been made known to you that you've hurt people's feelings then you certainly should come clean and apologize and go, well, you know, I'm sorry that it offended anybody. I certainly didn't mean to do that. Yeah. And then you move on. Yeah, I you know? think so. so. But anyway, so th- that's how I feel about it. And I have no idea if he's a law of attraction follower or not. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I, <laughs> I don't know. So I, what, one thing I have learned um, just in the last few days, I've been doing some searching in my local area. I, I had previously been interested in doing this, but I hadn't really done it because every time I'd done it in the past, I found stuff that was too expensive for what I could handle. But I was looking for a local gym to work out in. And I found one that I could actually afford that's actually right down the street from us, which was pretty cool. Nice. And so I was checking them out, and I was checking a couple others out, too. And getting to know some really nice people in the process, the people who were the representatives right. of each of these different gyms that I um, visited were, were really friendly people and really nice to talk to and so forth. I actually was getting into conversations about the law of attraction with two of them. Which really surprised me. I mean, it's not kind of oh. the thing I expect to do when I go to a gym, right? But right, I, right. I, I suppose I should know better because Joel talks about it all the time at his gym. But <laughs> that's just not part of my experience. But it was fascinating. Um, in both cases, neither one of them had actually heard about the law of attraction. One of them had seen the secret, so it was not completely unfamiliar to her. Um, she had read the book many years ago, but she hadn't paid any attention to it in the aftermath. So it was like, you know, old history. Huh. And here I was bringing up old stuff, and she was fascinated by some of the things I was talking to her about. So um, I don't know. I, I guess I just mentioned that because it's it's fun to find out that even among people who are not Law of Attraction followers on a regular basis, there's still a lot of interest. And, I mean, I the the most fascinating thing to me is that I'm bringing it up with people. I'm bringing the topic up in a very, very gentle, indirect way with people who, as far as I can tell, have no exposure to it at all. And I have yet to find anybody who gives me hard pushback on it, which is not what I expected. I expected to have people, you know, just telling me that it was nonsense or it was offensive or, you know, something along that line, and I'm not getting that. And I, I'm not quite sure what to make of that other than to say, it feels pretty exciting that people are who, are who are being exposed to it for the first time on you know a very regular basis. When I say regular, I mean you know person after person are responding to it favorably, even though they don't know anything about it. I'm just fascinated by that. So, I think it's a great sign of our times that more people are is. waking up and more people are are allowing themselves to think more outside the box and think about right? possibilities that they haven't in the past. Yeah. And exactly accept possible new ways of creating the world around us. And, uh, you know, it's it's really it's really hard. I think in, in a lot of ways, it's very it's really challenging to accept the law of attraction. The harder your life is and the more trauma, the more difficulties you've had in your life. I think it's it's really hard to say, oh, yeah, I. I attracted these somehow or I created these somehow. I think it's it's hard. So it's it's really I give people a lot of credit when they can mm. accept the law of attraction, especially when life's dealt them a really hard hand. I think it's you know? all, I, I think, the the thing that I've gotten the most response out of, I should say, is I I keep putting forward the idea when I meet people and I'm telling them about a little bit about what we what we do in the podcast and so forth, is I tell them it's about taking control of your own emotional response to what goes on, knowing that when you do so, you end up changing what goes on in your life. And that concept is enough to blow people's minds who aren't familiar with this stuff. That mm -hmm. alone. It, That's it, great. It, it surprised me, too, the first time I ran into it, the idea that I could actually control my, my emotional response, especially to a negative situation that occurred to me. I mean, when I first was was presented with that idea, I just said, yeah, right. <laughs> that was my reaction. Like, no, there's no way that that's the case. You deal with whatever comes at you, and, you know, if you're going to get mad at it, you're going to get mad at it. That's all there is to it. It's not like you have a whole lot of choice. Well, now I feel differently about it. But when I first came into it, that's what I thought. I didn't think I had any choice. And a lot of people are, are in that spot. I mean, I was suggesting to this one person... One of the two people I met um, who was presenting to me on, on the gym that she was representing. Um, and she was very fascinated. She was really interested in what I had to say. She was a very positive person. She had a very positive outlook on life. And yet when I presented to her the idea that she could control everything that was happening in her life simply by choosing how she was going to react to it, it was throwing her. And I, I was thrown by the fact that it was throwing her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was just interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it's like Shelly just posed, the times are changing, people are open to happiness. I think she's right about that. 
Um, yes. the, good, the good news is that um, that openness makes it possible for them to start taking on concepts that they find to be almost impossible. They're willing to listen. They're willing to hear the arguments, but <laughs> they're still a little skeptical. <laughs> yeah. It's kind yep. of fun, though. So uh, don't see any questions coming in, but this is a, a Q&A. So anyone who is listening to the live stream, and we've got quite a few eyes uh, um, poised on the screen right now. Anyone who has questions maybe about something going on in your own life, um, something that you're wrestling with, um, something that you're having trouble manifesting, whatever, feel free to post your questions um, because Anne-Marie are going to be the Anne-Marie and I are going to be the experts tonight. We're going to see if we can try to answer any question that you pass our way. And we love it. It's a lot of fun to do this. So, you know, feel free to post your questions and we'll be glad to, to yes. give you our expert opinion, so to speak. And, yes. Uh, let's see. Do so you want to hear about my win? Oh, yeah. If you, I, I didn't know you were going to tell us about it. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. I think we have a minute. Yeah. So I have a friend who works for the state of Connecticut in creating opportunities for blind, mostly children around the state to come together and meet for socialization and, uh, and some sort of learning experience that they do together Mm -hmm. because normally the blind children are, uh, are kept in their normal, uh, their normal school district, wherever they live they go to the normal school district and the children go to school with all the other children which i didn't even realize right until i started talking to her about this mm-hmm. so her job is to help these kids with different programs and one of the programs that they do a couple of times a year is come together and they did this last year at the buttonwood tree which is a nonprofit performing arts center that i run in middletown connecticut and uh we were starting to plan another one for april and as she was talking about it, we get together, we do laughter yoga, tai chi, and drumming with the kids. Okay. And it was really amazing the last time that it happened. But this time, she wants to do a drumming performance for the parents and open it up to the public. Wow. Like do a 45-minute performance with the, with the drumming um, with the kids. So I thought to myself as she was saying this, boy, I really need to get a really good drumming teacher. Somebody who's had experience, somebody who's got all of the equipment, all of the drums, and really knows how to handle um, not only kids with disabilities, but also uh, be able to really teach them something. And I just had that thought, and... We finished our conversation and life went on. And I honestly, I didn't think about it again. And the next morning at like nine o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call from somebody <laughs> who I have met in the past who called me and said, I'm, I'm so and so and I'm the drumming guy that we talked about a while ago and I just want to set something up with you. And, and he started to list all of the things that he had done. And one of the things that he had done was work with kids with disabilities. And I said, wow. really? I said, have you ever worked with children who are blind? And he said, oh, let me think. I don't think so. You know, I've worked <laughs> with kids with disabilities, but I don't know. That sounds interesting. What do you have? Tell me about it. <laughs> Great. And lo and behold, he was the perfect person. He's all excited about it. And I was just thrilled and, and I, you know, I just sit back and I go, thank you. You know, right? and it's one of those ones where you just put it out and it comes right back yep. and there's no, there's nothing. There was no worry. There was no stress. There was nothing. I, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't concerned. I just put it out there, but that's what happens when you allow, mm. you know, it's the big things that we're, that we're, we're so stressed over you know whether it be money or a new lover or whatever it is those big ones that we have so much resistance around that we block it from coming right but when you look at the little things in life that just flow to you so easily it's really inspiring for me for anybody to see those things happening you know yeah absolutely for anybody that's always inspiring especially when it happens that easily that's really cool nice story yeah that's a nice manifestation story Hey, we've got, the, we've, we've got two questions already, and they're actually very, very similar questions um, from Fabian and from Shelly. 
Fabian said, I've always manifested things I've wanted positively, but why is it getting harder? And Shelley asks, um, how do you two feel about clearing blocks, old programming to level up in life? And what methods do you use? And there's a certain overlap between those two questions. But let's take it, let's take them individually. Fabian's first. He says uh, he's been, been able to manifest a lot, but it's getting harder. Um, I, I have some thoughts on it, but do you want to go first? Um, I would just sort of reiterate what I was just saying, where when it's when you're not stressed about it, there's not a lot. You're not feeling a lot of pressure about it. You just kind of let it flow. Mm. Whereas when you're really trying to get something, yeah, then the resistance is up and it makes it harder. So now maybe that you're focusing on things more, you're more aware of things, and you're more intentionally trying to create, then it it gets harder somehow. And sometimes you know how when you're focused on something, letting something in, like you want to let more money in and you're trying to be really good about it. All of a sudden you get all these bills coming in that are unexpected, you know, and all of a sudden your car breaks down, it costs you $1,500. And, you know, Abraham says that when you focus on something, the opposite comes into being. So maybe that's why, I don't know. What do you think? Well, Oh, I think, I think you're right. Um, And I would also add that this question of what happens when, why, why do things get harder? Whenever, Anything is not working out the way I had hoped, particularly if it was something that I was trying to manifest or it was related to something I was trying to manifest. I've learned from what Abraham has taught that the first thing I need to do is to ask myself, what are my current circumstances so that I know what it is I've been manifesting? Even though I know it's not what I've been wanting, you know, I want to know what it is I have been manifesting. And then once I know what I have been manifesting, which is not what I want, then I ask myself, is what I am manifesting currently, is that consistent with what my thought pattern has been? And I've never found an exception. It's always consistent. So, uh, I mean, what Fabian describes is, is actually, I think, a fairly common situation. We all have a number of times where we win. We get great wins doing manifesting. And we also have times where we get into mindsets where we're focusing on stuff that really doesn't serve us very well. And so all of a sudden it starts to get harder to manifest what we want. You know, so we, we've, we've all been there. We've, we've done both, right? I mean, I'm sure you have, Anne-Marie. Absolutely. You know, so because that happens, it, it actually becomes a fairly easy fix. You just have to look at what's the result that you're getting. That gives you the clue as to what you've been thinking about. And you can usually make the connection pretty quickly. Once you make the connection, then you know, well, okay, that's easy enough. I just have to change that. I have to change that way of thinking to something that is more... Uh, positive, that, that is more congruent, that's probably the better word, more congruent with what it is that I really want. Um, I, I mentioned that I had had the conversation with those two representatives at the local gyms. One in particular, we had a really, really great conversation. Um, and I was trying to explain to her, among other things, not just how the law of attraction works, but about the idea of the two-ended stick, the lack end and the thing end of the stick. And so right. I, I was explaining it to her this way. I was saying, okay, um, you know how it feels to express a negative? Yes. Okay. If you were to take that negative and say, I don't want the negative, th- does that feel substantially different? And she instantly said, no, it's about the same. And I said, now, if you were to express it in terms of, and then I turn it into something that actually was the thing that you would want, she agreed that felt a little bit different. In fact, it felt a lot different. And that's the clue, right? It feels a lot different. So you know, if based on... Uh, two things. First of all, you know whether or not it feels good. If it, if it feels good, now you're on the right track. Now you're in more alignment with what it is that you're asking for. And more right. importantly, if you find yourself, you think that you're putting out positive vibes, but it doesn't feel good, that's the clue to look at the way you're thinking about it, because you're probably expressing it as a negation, as, as a lack end of the stick, rather than as the thing itself that you're trying to reach out for. So I think that's where I'd start first. I'd ask myself, if I'm trying to manifest something that's not showing up, Am I asking from the lack end of the stick? Is that where my request is coming from? Because that kind of aligns with what you were talking about, Amory. How you, you, if you're just focusing on that struggle part, on that that part of I don't remember how exactly you said it, but if, if you're focusing on that part where you need, 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 that's the lack end of the stick. That's not the having end of the stick. Right, right, right. And I think Neville Neville Goddard talks about the feeling of it and mm-hmm. I'm really trying harder these days to feel as though I have it of course 
not and not only feel as though I have it, but act from that position. So, which is really hard to do in a lot of cases, but uh, but that's what I'm trying to do more and more so. And so, I I think probably the answer to his direct question, if I had to answer it more directly, it's probably because you're focusing more on the manifestation mm-hmm. of what it is you want now, whereas in the past, I bet you weren't so focused. It was it was more, uh, almost more casual in a way. Mm-hmm. Would be my, you were allowing more, you weren't thinking about it so much. Right. So to me, that's, that's probably what I would uh, give us my best response. Jamie had a good way of putting it. She just commented, she said, Life just says yes. If I'm telling life that I do need to save money or make more money to pay bills, then life is going to provide me with that experience. And that's exactly it. That's precisely the experience that you'll get. You'll get the experience of needing to save more money or to make more money to pay bills, <laughs> which wasn't necessarily quite what you had in mind. But nevertheless, that's what you end up with. Um, and uh, oh, it looks like our, our answer is satisfying Fabian. He's giving us a great big wow. Um, Shelly had the next question, and uh, she already has a comment. Uh, let's see, does it tie in? I think it's because it doesn't happen quickly. You start focusing on it not being there. Yes, that's right. Pushing for it instead of allowing. Yeah, that's right. And the question that, that she originally raised was, how do you two feel about clearing blocks of old programming to level up in life? What methods do you use? Um, for myself, and this is based in part on what I've learned from my many co-hosts who are also life coaches, Probably the, the best thing to do is when I notice that something is coming up and I have presumably been able to identify it as some bit of old programming, some tape that's playing in my head that's just driving me nuts, um, that's a good time to ask yourself, first of all, what's the tape about? You know, what, what, what's this message that you're playing and how does it make you feel? Um, more precisely, asking how it makes you feel in order to get a sense of what the programming is and where it comes from. Because if you can kind of root out where it comes from, well, then you can change the story in your mind. You can you can play it differently in a way that that makes it less caustic, less toxic, and perhaps even sees it from a way from from point of view that's perhaps more productive for you as a human being. Um, you can even do uh, what Neville calls the, uh, the, the the pruning shears of revision, where you. Maybe you had an experience, uh, you had a, a parent who didn't support you in the way that you felt that you should have, been, should have been supported. Well, you can rewrite the scene in your mind so that you do get the support that you want to basically rewrite that old tape so that now the tape is playing that you got the support that you needed and that you, you, you have the, uh, the feeling of security and satisfaction and the positive feelings that go along with that and basically replay, you know, erase the old tape and, and play a new tape in its place. So just because we unearth an old tape doesn't mean that we're stuck with it. It means we have an opportunity to put in a new tape in its place. Please. That's one way to do it. That's that's good. Yeah, that's good. I have another idea too. Uh, what I do sometimes when I look back on things that I've done in the past that I haven't, I, I haven't been happy with. Um, can you read to me back her question specifically? Yeah, it says, "How do you two feel about clearing blocks slash old programming to level up in life? What methods?" Old programming. Right. So two things I'd like to say to this. One is mirror work. Do the mirror work, mm. which is not easy, but it brings up those old uh, negative habits. Pretty quickly. That you <laughs> have to face. Yeah. yeah. Then you have to face them and deal with them. Uh, and one thing that I find works really well for me when I start getting really negative and really down on myself for how I've acted in the past or how I've, uh, you know, old habits that I had that I, I still probably haven't fully outgrown. And I try to look at it from a perspective of, like, me on the other side, my highest self, sitting around with spirit guides and angels looking down on my earthly me <laughs> and looking at my life from a very large perspective as a little child learning and growing mm. and not always learning my lessons right away, you know, taking some time for me to learn my lessons. Mm. And when I look at myself from that perspective, it allows me to have much more mercy on myself and not be so hard on myself. Boy, that's important. And say, okay, 
I'm learning. I'm learning, and, and the first thing is you have to recognize the errors or the mistakes or the negative things that are in your life that you want to change and recognizing them as one, and that's great. And I applaud myself for just being able to recognize them. And then I say, okay, how am I going to address these? Well, a lot of times it's just looking at it, accepting, taking ownership of it, and then forgiving yourself and saying, okay, that was the past. I'm moving on, and I'm going to do things in a new way. And I realize that the old habits may come back up. And, and, and you know, let's say, for example, it might be talking to somebody in a negative way, or you have a particular way of talking to that person that's really negative, and you want to change that behavior. Well, it's not going to, probably not going to change immediately. You know, you, those old habits are hard to kick. Mm. So you have to forgive yourself and you have to recognize when they pop up again. And when they pop up, recognize it and yeah. say, okay, good. You recognized it. Now change it. And so go back and do it again, only do it right this time. Do it the way you want to do it. And right. even if that person left, practice it and, and say it the way you want to say it. And keep doing that until that becomes more comfortable. And you have to keep forgiving yourself when you screw up. But if you keep doing that, I really think that over time, those negative habits start to fade away. And you just eventually, you're not doing it anymore. And you're, you're doing the new habit. And you're doing the new way more and more and more. No, that's a great point. In fact, we really are very, very hard on ourselves. That's been a theme that I've been playing this week um, in a number of the podcasts about just, I mean, it, we have, it's almost ingrained as a habit. You know, we make mistakes, oh, I can't believe I did that. You know, and there I am being hard on myself. Now, I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's fairly mild compared to some of the other things that we get in life. But still, it's being hard on ourselves. We're beating ourselves up over the fact that, what, we made a mistake, that we missed the mark? I mean, come on. Give, give yourself a break. We really need to give ourselves a lot more breaks than we do. So I agree with you entirely. Right. And, and mirror work is a good time to do that. Because when you're doing the mirror exercises, the whole point is to be loving toward yourself. What better time to right. give yourself a break than when you're being loving toward yourself, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I hope that you. helps. Yeah. Well, we've, we seem to have uh, gotten some um, good replies. Let's see. Uh, Shelly says, I asked because I used some methods that Christy Marie Sheldon does, and it made me aware. Oh, I love Christy Marie. Do you like Christy Marie? She's okay. great. It made me aware of my financial blocks. I use some, and my finances are so great now. Oh, congratulations, Yay. Shelley. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. That is great news. Fantastic. Woo. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Maybe she should tell us what she did. Yeah, what, why don't you come on and tell us what your what your secret is, right? <laughs> or at least share what yeah. you did. But, yeah, what, do you, what is it that you like about uh, Christy Marie? Uh, she... Well, first of all, she laughs a lot. That's <laughs> so always a good I like thing. That. Yeah, that's always good. <laughs> I like that. I find it very easy to listen to, so that helps. But mainly, she she recognizes that we all had these thought patterns ingrained in us when we were very, very young, and even in utero, we learned things and heard things that developed into our psyche and have created these blocks. So. Uh, so she was able to, uh, she's able to recognize these things going way back. And I just think she's very, um, insightful. So I, I just like her approach. Okay. Very good. I, I hadn't actually heard of her, but uh, she sounds like a good person. That sounds like a good person to follow. Yeah, so. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Very good. It's fun. I encourage you to listen to her. Yeah. I, I love anybody who likes to laugh. That's always a good, that, that's like three points right there. <laughs> And she's beautiful too, so it's fun to look at her too. It's oh, okay. Good to look, listen, and learn. Look, listen, and learn with Christy, and laugh. You can look, listen, laugh, and learn with Christy. It's great. Me, me, me we get eye candy. Oh my goodness. Well, I think so anyway. I mean. Oh, that's funny. That is great. Um, Shh, don't tell my husband. Mike would probably agree, is my guess. I mean, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. <laughs> In fact, we gotta get him on sometime because uh, he's been doing a lot of uh, the mirror work with uh, some some res some good results. So we gotta get him on to tell oh, his story yeah. sometime. Yeah, we should do he's that. He's on week number nine. Is he really? 
Wow. Nine weeks. Yes. So he's been doing it for two months plus. That's fantastic. Yep. Well, I know when I talked to him, I, when did I talk to him last? I think it was about um, a week, two weeks ago, something like that. He gave me a call. I can't remember exactly when it was. It was when I was packing up the office. I remember that. And, I mean, the enthusiasm that was coming out of him while he was telling me about this was, like, off the charts. So he, I could tell he was getting a lot out of the mirror exercises, which I understand. Yeah. I remember what that's like, you know. He's doing a lot of hard work. It, it is not an easy process, but it is really been helpful and very therapeutic, I think. I give him credit for continuing. I wish I had continued. I, I, I do it sporadically, but that's not good enough. You really need to have the daily habit. And I do remember once I got past the first few days, which were the hard ones, after that, it was pretty easy. I don't even remember why I stopped. I kind of wish I, I hadn't stopped. But I did it for not as long as he's done. I did it for like a month and a half, month and three quarters, something like that. And it was just... It, it made life easy. Life was easy when you're when you're doing those. That's what I was finding. I don't know if that's what he's yeah. experiencing. I know you're describing, and he he described his excitement with all that he was breaking through on. But I, I just found that life was easier because I was doing those exercises. That's why I don't understand why I stopped. I still can't tell you why I stopped. I got to get know. back I into it. I think you should start up again. I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should start up again. Nothing's stopping you. Uh, well, one thing's stopping me. Me. I'm the one who's stopping me. I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's the the only annoying thing with this whole process is recognizing that any time that something isn't going right is because of me. I'm the one who's doing it. I'm I'm the creator. I'm the one who's making everything happen. Um, that's right. I, I think what happens is we are so um, socialized, or maybe that's not the right word, um, propagandized into believing that. We are the victims. We are the playthings of the universe. And, you know, it, it's all happening to us, and we don't have any say in it. And even when we start learning that we do not only have a say, but that we're the creators, it takes a lot to kind of reverse that programming, if you, depending on how long you've been having it and how deeply ingrained it is. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I'll give you an yeah, example. Did I be, before we were doing the podcast, uh, Louise and I, popped a movie in to watch while we were eating dinner, and uh, she wanted to watch The Da Vinci Code, which is all talk about challenging beliefs. I mean, that one challenged a whole bunch of beliefs of a whole bunch of people around the world in a big way that a lot of people were really offended right. by. Um, but, right. I mean, the, the bottom line is people still have the choice how they're going to react. They still and, and a lot of them chose to react really strongly and really negatively, and yet if you were to corner them and ask them, I'm willing to bet practically to a person, they would have said, well, you know, the, the, the movie made me react that way. You know, it wasn't my fault that I reacted that way. <laughs> right? Isn't that the typical thing that we all do? It's so deeply ingrained. It's crazy. Yeah. We, we, we just think that we're the victims way too much way too oh, yeah. much and yeah it's it's hard to claim responsibility and you know and and i think that there are a lot of different factors i don't think that it's all you know and this may be something that i almost want to talk to abraham about i don't know maybe you can shed some light on this but okay i think that there are different how do i say um there's different factors that go into actually what manifests in our life. I think there's a law of attraction, which is huge. But I also think that there's our life's contract or the life path that we're on, sort of the prescription that we wrote for ourselves before we came into these bodies, before we came into this lifetime. I do believe that we wrote sort of a blueprint for our life. Mm -hmm. And I think that our our higher self and maybe our our spirit guides or our angels or whomever um, draw us to that and they and there's instances in our lives which which help us mm -hmm. along that path they they're there for that purpose of helping us on that on that path that we chose so those instances happen to us and I don't think that they're necessarily there because we're attracting it now, currently in our lifetime, but that they are happening to us 
um, because of something that we pre-wrote. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about, I think they're often called soul contracts or uh, spirit contracts. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, the general idea being that before we came into this life as a little newborn baby, we had previously decided we were going to pursue X storyline in our in our life. And that was going to be right. an important storyline that w- it was, for whatever reason, we believed that diving into the contrast in that particular way, whatever that way was, was going to produce some amazing results that would produce some incredible expansion and just be wonderful in the long run. Um, right. I don't know if I believe in soul contracts or not, to be perfectly honest. I don't think it really matters whether I believe one way or another, because even if, let, let, let's say that the soul contracts are true, okay? If they're true, well... When we were putting them together, we were focusing. We were focusing our minds on what it is that we want. Well, that's law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So we were we were being deliberate creators at that time. Um, yeah. Does that mean we're not being deliberate creators now? No. We we never give up being deliberate creators. You know. So right. I, I think the way I think about it is, let's say, let's assume that they do exist. Well, if they do exist, I don't think they're static. I don't think they're you know fixed forever. No. I think they're actually oh, no, no, quite no, dynamic, no. quite changeable. So yes. from my perspective, I mean, maybe if there is a soul contract, maybe there isn't. I don't think it really makes any difference because ultimately I maybe still not. get to make the choices. You know, So, I mean, right. if, if, right. if it helps you to understand that you had a soul contract coming in, okay, <laughs> that works, you know, it's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Right now, it's up to us. We have the choice. We have free will. We get to make the choice in every single second, what mm-hmm. we choose, how we choose to be, how we choose to feel. And and that's why I don't feel like a victim. I feel like mm. I'm the creator. And it, it's very empowering to feel that way when you finally can admit and, and accept that you are the creator of your own life. That's it's right. very empowering. And I encourage everybody to do it. Uh, and I think it's an ongoing thing. I don't think it's something where you flip a light switch. Because if it was, I would have no. flipped the light switch a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been trying. First, I was trying to reach the, the light switch. First, I was trying to identify where the light switch was. Then I was trying to reach the light switch. Then I was actually trying to flip it. <laughs> Which is my, my crazy way of saying I'm still working on it. And I think we all are. Um, we when all I, are. When yeah. I look at, we when, all are. When I look at my background over the last 10, 11 years since I first discovered LOA, um, I can see a lot of growth. I can see a lot of improvement. Um, when I look at where I am now compared to where I want to be, I see a lot of room for improvement. So I know I've I've made a lot of progress. I know I've got a long way to go. I got both. You know, I'm so I, I guess I'm what halfway. <laughs> I'm, I'm part way there. <laughs> and I you still catch feel your... like I'm in kindergarten. Kindergarten. <laughs> well, in, in some kindergarten ways. Kindergarten with life. Well, yeah. it's one of the concepts I was explaining to this woman at the gym. Um, I was explaining to her that literally everything in our lives we create, which is, you know, that, that's a big part of this theory. And, of course, I was getting, you know, the cross-eyed look <laughs> from her. Like, I, I had lost her, you know, so I had to, like, lead her into it, that kind of thing. But even yeah. as I'm describing it to her, it's just reinforcing for me just how mind-blowing that is. The idea that everything, all I have to do is look around in my life, everything that's in my life, I had a direct hand in creating. And I continue on a day-to-day basis to have an ongoing hand in creating. And uh, that's just, that's more than my little brain can handle sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it takes time to learn this stuff. But on the other hand, I can tell you the confidence has been growing. The belief has been growing. The experience has been growing. And as that happens, I, th- I think that's how we become more and more adaptive to the idea that we create all of this stuff. Um, it, it, I, I think we just grow into it over time. And that's if what the big benefit of the time If you're accepting, if you're, if you're allowing and if you're yeah. accepting, then we do grow into it. Yeah. That's true. You and have to allow. Of- and, and even that is a matter of degrees. Right, because you know it doesn't mean we're all one hundred percent allowing all the time. If I'm allowing, oh, yeah. you know, twenty five percent, that's better than when I was allowing ten percent. So it's an improvement. You know, on the other hand, if I was allowing fifty percent, now I'm allowing twenty five percent. I regressed. You know, it just depends on where you're at. <laughs> what does Shelly have to say? Anything else? I think we answered Shelly's question. Uh, no other new comments from her. 
Let's see. Oh, other than she, she says she'd be glad to share her story anytime. So, um, you know, actually, Shelly, if you really want to come on, there, in the uh, link is the link to, I'm sorry, in the description of the post is a, is a link to the Blue Jeans platform where Anne-Marie and I are talking right now. So if you want to come on, hey, come on, tell us about it. We'd love to hear the story. Um, but uh, on the other hand, maybe you don't want to be quite on the, the spot like that. And if you aren't interested in that, that's okay, too. But anything that you'd like to share, that would be great. You know, if you want to type something into the chat, I'll be glad to read it. But uh, tell us whatever you want. Tell us about the story, and we'll we'll relay it. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Uh, and Fabian saying, "Growing pains are sometimes necessary." That's a good point. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, a, a growing gotta... pain, a growing pain is basically the struggling struggling with being in contrast. Contrast is one of those words. I've gotten so used to using it, I, I forget that we have to define it sometimes. But contrast is literally the range of experiences that we can either like or dislike or somewhere in between. And when we dive into that, we are setting ourselves up for at least temporarily being disappointed, angry, frustrated, you know, fearful, um, intimidated, you know, all the different negatives. We're setting ourselves up for that, knowing that when we're in that, we can, as Abraham puts it, we can set off that rock of desire and set ourselves up for an even bigger uh, win later on down the road. That's why we dive into the contrast. That's why we live in the world of contrast. That's why we come here, to actually experience the contrast. So what's a growing pain? A growing pain is living in the contrast and, and getting the benefit that comes out of it. Yeah, only when we're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel like that. When no, it doesn't. When we're in the middle of it, it just feels like crap. It does, it yes. It feels like, oh, this sucks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or, or worse, you know. But, but when you get, once you get through it, you realize how much you grew through it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, to make, a, to make a pearl, the, the, the oyster is all rough and, you know, got to go get sand all around it to make that smooth pearl you know you yes, got to have a lot of roughness to make something beautiful and shiny absolutely and, and <laughs> shelly says uh, she she's she basically indicates she's not ready to tell the story just yet but she'd love to come on another time to tell the story so great. we'll we'll leave it in her oh, court you know come on and tell us the story whenever you're ready to tell it we'll be ready to hear the yeah. story <laughs> yeah maybe next sunday sure uh, absolutely sure that'd be fabulous and by the way, anyone else who might have questions, don't hesitate to type your questions into the chat there because I am monitoring it as we're doing this um, to see what people are typing there. So if you have anything, something you're working on, something that you need a little help on, even though we only have a few minutes left, hey, that doesn't matter. With five minutes left, we can we can solve amazing things in five minutes. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, my. Um, Let's see. We got we did the, uh, the promos earlier. I was trying to think. Oh, well, actually, there is one other thing I wanted to mention. And that is like Beth. Beth sent in an email, which we shared and talked about. Um, and I, I just want to encourage people, you know, you don't necessarily have to be listening to the live stream in the, the Facebook group. You can be listening to the podcast and you can still send in a question for us to address. And we are doing more of these Q&A sessions on more of the days, these, um, you know, in, in upcoming days and weeks especially. Um, because we've been getting a lot of good um, input from people about it. You know, so send an email. I mean, my email is walt at LOAToday.net. Um, you can also reach out to any of us co-hosts uh, through Facebook. We're all on Facebook. Um, but whatever way you reach out, do, do, do it through the, uh, the, the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. There's a, a link there to the, the rest of the site, so to speak. And when you get there, there's a contact page you can use. Um, so you know, whatever way you do it, send a message to us, and we'll be glad to address it. I mean, I mean we, we, we've done entire shows on a single email, so it's not like we, we shy away from talking about these things. And we really would love to hear from right. you, so, so send stuff in. Um, let's see. Right. Fabian said, well, it's a really, well said, it's really a positive thing if you know how to use it that way. Well, so we're making, we're, we're, we're getting through to people. People are liking what we're saying, Amory. We, we must be good at this stuff. <laughs> That's great. Well, at least we're putting it out there, you know. We are. We're trying like everybody else. But we're staying focused on the positive, and that's what's important. You got to just keep focusing on the positive, no matter what happens. That's that's the goal for this week for myself, especially, and for Louise. Um, she's she, like I said at the beginning of the show, she's making progress with the medical issue that she's dealing with, and and she will continue to make progress. And it, it I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to probably take some time. But there's 
there's a lot involved with this particular issue. But we're going to just stay f- focused on positives. Um, Louise has been doing that by, she's been listening to a lot of um, positive videos on YouTube instead of watching, you know, crime shows on TV and, and you know, playing stuff that makes her laugh and, and all that kind of thing. So even when we're not focused on, well, geez, here's what I'm trying to manifest into my life. When, when we're in healing, she's in a healing mode right now. She's making sure that she's exposing herself to stuff that feels good, that that uh, gets her into a good frame of mind. That's part of That's staying important. positive. Yeah, laughter is the best medicine. It really is. Yep. Um, also, do we have anything coming up at the Buttonwood people should know about for people who are living in uh, the central Connecticut area? I mean, most of our listeners are around the world, but, you know. Right. Well, if you're in Connecticut or, you know, we have people come from Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York, Pennsylvania, Maine. We've had people come from Maine, Massachusetts a lot. Uh, we are located in Maine, Middletown, Connecticut, right on Main Street. Uh, our website is buttonwood.org. Uh, we're having some issues with our website right now because we just uh, made it more secure and things sort of got jumbled up. So if it doesn't load right away, be patient and try it again. <laughs> but we have a lot of good things coming up. Uh, one thing that I'm really excited about, December 31st, we're doing a Fire of Hope. This will be our third annual Fire of Hope, and we're going to actually be talking about making positive intentions for the new year. And I'll be speaking a little bit. Uh, I'll have some other people performing music and drumming and love a fire, of course, where we get to burn our burdens and make like I said, positive intentions. Yeah, you talk about that fire of hope. I, I mean, Louise and I came to that last year, but p- people may not have heard about that. What exactly is that? What do you do? How does it work? Well, it's just a community gathering where we come together in peace and love and harmony and sing songs together and write down things that we want to get rid of that, you know, our old habits, uh, our old burdens. Maybe something happened where you were really mean to somebody and you want to let the memory of that go or you want to, you know, you want to make amends somehow, write it down, talk about what you want to let go of, and we burn it. We make positive intentions and sort of have the ceremony about positivity for the future and letting go of the negativity of the past. And um, we have some hot apple cider donated by Lyman Orchards. And, uh and we sing. And it's going to be, the fire, of course, will be outside. Yes. <laughs> but we are very grateful that the uh, Mattabasset Canoe Club ha- is letting us use their space. Um, they're donating the space to us nice. so that we can um, we can do this. Because we don't charge for this event. I mean, you're welcome to make donations to the Buttonwood Tree, but there's no charge for this event. It's not going to cost you anything. So, um uh, so anyway, that's, you know, how, well, how did you experience it? What did you think about it? I, honestly, I didn't know what to think about it. And, and uh, <laughs> Louise and I were so um, taken up because, if you remember, we we, connect, we reconnected with an old friend that we knew from the swing dance community we used to be a part of. And that right. was just, that alone just kind of grabbed our attention. So to be honest, we didn't pay a whole lot of attention. We were there for, you know, the burning of the stuff and, you know, filling out the paper and all that kind of thing. But we were more, more focused on our friend than anything else. So I can't give you a good evaluation of it. <laughs> but, uh. Well, it's funny, you know, the buttonwood tree, you know, the buttonwood tree was nicknamed after the sycamore tree. And the reason it got the nickname buttonwood tree was because people made buttons mm. out of the seed pods. And so, the buttonwood tree is still connecting. It's connecting people. And it's interesting for me to see how often that happens. People mm-hmm. come to the buttonwood tree and run into old friends. Oh, yeah. Or even family members. Mm-hmm. I've had family members come to the buttonwood tree and say, oh, my goodness, my cousin, I haven't seen you in five years. <laughs> I'm, like, blown away. But it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. So, and it happened in our case. And it, it was wonderful. Because Marilyn is a good friend, and, and uh, I hadn't actually seen her in a number of years. So not only did we see each other then, but we met up, um, went, went out for uh, hot chocolate or something shortly after that. And it was great catching up. So thank you to the Buttonwood for reintroducing us to an old friend. It was great. <laughs> in fact, Marilyn, if you're listening, I'm sure that Louise has been mean to get back in touch with you. But as you've probably been hearing, she's been dealing with stuff. So it'll happen. You'll just have to wait a little bit. <laughs> Maybe you'll run into each other again at the next one. We just <laughs> might. You never really know. That is true. No, yeah. 
1 to 3 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be during the day on December 31st at the Metabasset Canoe Club right in Middletown. So you can always check out more online at buttonwood.org. And thank you for that. And we are on Facebook, too, and Instagram and all that, so you can see what happened. Well, we want to thank everybody who uh, tuned into the uh, live stream of the podcast. And uh, thank you for all the questions. They made it a lot of fun. And Anne-Marie, I hope you have a great week. And we'll have to do this again next week, if that sounds good to you. I shall. All right. Thank you, Walt. You too. All right. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.